You are about to listen to The Millionaire's Word, brought to you by the Wonder Cathedral of Action Chapel International, Adenta Branch. This message will equip the contemporary Christian with nuggets of wisdom for today's world. Stay tuned and God bless you. You are doing it for the Lord. This is not for me, it's for the Lord. Do it better. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. I said somebody shout amen. Today, Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. And people are shouting Hosanna. I don't know how you will shout it. But if you join me to shout Hosanna, then lift up your voice and shout. Amen. God bless you for coming. Let's keep standing as we acknowledge the Archbishop Nicola Duncan Williams. And let's keep standing as we acknowledge the Senior Bishop of the House, Senior Clive Mould. And we appreciate the pastors, the deaconess, the elders, the, the entire church. Put your hand together, church. And now, if COVID-19 could not kill you, then anything with the name 19 attached to it cannot come near you. Hallelujah. In 2021, we shall not die the death of 19. So in this year, 2021, I decree unto you that let the Lord prevail over you. In the name of Jesus. And now you will take your seat like a prince or princess in your father's house. Amen. God bless you. The senior bishop is in our midst this morning. He is commissioning Bishop Mrs. Sapo at the Medina branch as the sitting bishop of that cathedral. And so he's not with us physically, but his spirit is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I am only standing in his shoes. This is the church, the pulpit that he owns. Anybody who comes here is only standing in his shoes. God bless you. But he asked me to remind you, this Friday, we're going to have Easter Friday service. From 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. sharp. And it's a joint service. We don't have two services on Friday. And so come this Friday. We want to see all of you here singing Hosanna to Jesus Christ. Amen. Now on the same Friday, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30, we'll have Friday night encounter. Don't leave yourself out. Come inviting somebody. Hold hands with somebody. And let's worship God together. Now, on Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday, we have two services. He wants me to remind you that it's a special service. First service and second service. Don't be a dropout. But on Wednesday, 31st of December, of, of, of March, we are starting our three days fast. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He wants all of us here because there's going to be an impartation and anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I want us to turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. And it reads, Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Jesus was making a journey from Jericho to Jerusalem. And wherever Jesus went, there was a great multitude. And this occasion was not an exception. From Jericho to Jerusalem, there was a multitude. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, on the road from Jericho to Jerusalem, there were two blind men sitting by the road. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Have mercy on us. Let's move on. 31. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. 32. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? If Jesus should ask you this question this morning, What do you want me to do for you today? What will be your expectation? Verse 34. Uh, 33. Then the blind man said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. That was their request. What is your request? Verse 34. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. So watch this. From Jericho, a crowd was following Jesus. They have come midway to the roadside and two blind men have been healed. And so they have also joined the crowd following. So the crowd is teaming up. Moving from being a crowd to being a multitude. Hallelujah. Let's move on to Matthew 21 verse 1. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, on the journey from Jericho to Jerusalem, there were many people following him. And now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, move on, saying to them, go into the village opposite you, to Belfage, and immediately you will find a donkey tired and a coat by, with hair. Loose them and bring them to me, verse 3. And if anyone should say anything to you, you shall say to him, the Lord has need of them, and immediately... He will send them. Move, move to verse 6. Jump to verse 6. And so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. 7. They brought the donkey and the coat, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. I don't know how Jesus sat on the two because they set him on them. I don't know how he did it. Maybe he sat on one and put his 
Bible on the other one. It's possible. Verse, <laughs> verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. And a very great multitude, mind you, the multitude followed from Jericho. Another multitude joined after he had done a miracle opening the blind eyes. Multitudes were teaming up, even at the Bethphage village. Multitudes were come anywhere people heard of Jesus. They were following him. And so a great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees. Ah. And then the multitudes who went before, the crowd was so large that some were going before him and some were following him. And I perceived others were walking side by side and he was riding in between. And so those who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Come on, somebody shout Hosanna. If you were there that morning, I don't think this is the way your reaction will be. When the crowd is moved and they were shouting Hosanna, somebody shout Hosanna. Hosanna. Hallelujah. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Move. Verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. And when they had come into Jerusalem, now they have exited the the, the, the village Bethlehem and were just at the entrance of Jerusalem. And when they had just come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. And they were saying, Who is this? Turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, Who is this? Who is this? This is the question that we're going to look at this morning. Who is this? Is it that we don't know that it was Jesus Christ? We do. But who is this? Please give me verse 11. 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 Who is this? Verse 11. So the multitude said, every group in the multitude had a different answer. But the multitude said, this is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Don't clap yet. This answer is a suspect. Don't clap yet. We know Jesus as the Messiah, not a man from Nazareth only. Yes, Nazareth was his place of birth, but he came from heaven. But this was the answer the multitude gave. Who is this? Now, in this multitude, take note of this word, multitudes. In some other translations, they call them mixed multitudes. They are multitudes mixed up with different people, different cultures, different tribes, different countries, and different religions. This multitudes is made up of four groups. The first group there were people who were following Jesus right from Jericho because they want to experience the miracle. They were not here because of Hosanna. They were not here because they were following the Messiah. They were not here because of salvation. They were following him because they know he can do miracles. So if you ask them who is this, they will tell you he's, 
Jesus of Nazareth, who does miracles? It's not Jesus from Nazareth who can save my life. And so they will follow him on a Sunday and join the crowd to sing Hosanna. But as soon as the miracle they are expecting doesn't come forth, on a Sunday, on a Friday, their song will change from Hosanna to crucify him. What is your expectation? Your expectation will determine how you will answer the question, who is this? If you are here because of a miracle, then this is a man from Galilee, Nazareth, who only does miracles, and it ends there. That's how we know you do miracles. We have seen you raise the dead. Yes. So if you are expecting the dead to rise in your life, then you follow him as a miracle performer, but not a Messiah. We know you have opened the blind eyes. If you are following him because you want your eyes to open, then who is this? The answer is the one who opens eyes, not the one who saved my life. Hosanna means save us. And so therefore the man is coming. Everyone who was expecting a miracle, when you hear Jesus is coming, then you tell your son, who is a wee smoker, Jesus is coming to save you from addiction. Let's go. Then they join the crowd. If you hear that he's coming, and you see your daughter who is a prostitute, Jesus is coming. He will save you from prostitution. Then you join the crowd. When you hear that Jesus is coming, and you are on a sick bed, you gather the sick ones and follow Jesus. But if he does not give you that miracle, then he is the Jesus of Nazareth, not the Redeemer. And so on a Sunday, we shall all join in singing Hosanna. But let's come Friday, just a couple of days later, our song changes to crucify him. Hallelujah. What is your expectation? Your expectation for being in church will determine how you answer the question, who is this? If you are in church because you want a husband or a wife, then who is this? It's Jesus from Nazareth. Who is a betweener? But not a Jesus from Nazareth who will save your life. Who is this? If you are in church because you want a job, that's why you are here looking for that miracle. Then the question, who is this? Your answer will be Jesus of Nazareth. Who will take me to a place where I can find a job? But not my savior. Who is this? Now, the second group in the multitude was made up of the Pharisees. All the Pharisees were looking for was the kingdom of God established in Israel. The kingdom of God is made up of sacrifices and rituals. The kingdom of God is the establishment of the Abrahamic covenant. The kingdom of God is who will sit on David's throne. The kingdom of God is who will fulfill the Mosaic law. If you find anybody who is doing all this, then he is the Messiah. But if you are not, we shall follow you and sing Hosanna. But on Friday, we change our song to crucify him. Are you a Pharisee? The place is quiet. Are you a Pharisee? For them, the unique identity, the culture and the tradition of Israel must be protected 
conducted. But they realized that with the coming in of the Roman government, a lot has changed. Even the, their names have changed. Somebody called Saul in Hebrew had come now to be called Paul in Greek. Their names were changing. The food they were eating were changing. The water they were drinking were changing. Even their way of dressing was changing. And so for the Pharisees, they want a restoration of the, of the Jewish identity. If I don't say that, then you are not the Messiah. For the Messiah is supposed to come and restore the law of God, the kingdom of God, the traditions and the rituals of Israel. If you come and you just do miracles, and I don't see the restoration of the kingdom of God, you may be a Christ from Nazareth, but not the Messiah. And so on a Sunday, when we are entering into the city, our expectation as Pharisees is that at the seat of government, you are going to declare the restoration of the Jewish nation. If we don't see it, then you are not the Messiah. And so they have come. On a Sunday, expecting a declaration, but nothing was declared. Then on a Monday, the program for the week. All they heard was that Jesus had entered into the temple and sacked those who were exchanging monies and, and, and selling doves and selling goats. And, but they didn't hear the restoration process. Let's wait and see. Maybe Tuesday he will do something. Then on Tuesday, they heard that he was in the upper room eating with his disciples. This man is not serious. He is not into restore the Jewish culture. He's eating with his disciples. Let's wait and see Wednesday. The one day when he, they heard, what is the program for the week? What, what are we waiting for? The restoration of the Jewish culture. Only for them to hear that on the one day he was washing the feet of his apostles. This man, is see the Messiah. Okay, Sunday we have sang Hosanna. Let's wait and see Friday if we will not change our song to crucify him. Church, are you a Pharisee? And so for the Pharisees, if you ask the question, who is this? They will tell you he's the Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee, but he is not the one to restore the kingdom of God. And so when Friday comes, we shall show him where power lies. We shall no more sing Hosanna, but crucify him. Then comes the third group. They call themselves the zealots, the radicals, the nationalists. They want to do anything in the name of God to change government. The thing that, yes, scripture promises the restoration of the, of the throne of David. But who will sit on it? The Romans have been on it for all this while. And we are losing our identity. And so we are looking for someone who will come and do a revolution. A coup d'etat to take over the power. And so they heard that Jesus was entering to Jerusalem. The seat of government. What means that from today, we must expect a coup d'etat. We must expect a revolution. Whether Pilate or Caesar likes it or not. Today be today. The Messiah has come. Then Monday... When they were expecting a radio announcement of coup d'etat, all they heard was that the man was in the church 
causing commotion. Is this man really the Messiah? We are not sure. Let's wait and see. Then on a Tuesday, when they were gathered in, in groups waiting for the next move, all they heard was that the people were in the upper room eating. Is this man the Messiah? We are not sure. Let's wait and see. Maybe Wednesday we shall see a declaration. Then on Wednesday, all they heard was that there was a washing of feet. So they started murmuring. What shall we do next? Then on Thursday, apostle, they put their ears on the ground. Only to hear that the man was in the garden of Gethsemane praying. This man is not serious. And so they organized and sent troops to go and pick him in the garden of Gethsemane. What is your expectation? Are you a zealot? Are you looking for a change of government? Are you looking for a political system that satisfies your expectation? If so, then today you will sing Hosanna with us. But on Sunday, on Friday, your song will change to crucify him. There are many in church whose songs change. Hallelujah. Let me quickly talk about the fourth group. That is the disciples of Jesus Christ. They were there in the multitude. How did they respond to the question, who is this? They had the expectations. Yes. They had the expectations. But I want us to move quickly. And look at this. Let's move to Matthew 20 and read from verse 17. Matthew 20, verse 17. Matthew 20, verse 17. So, how did the disciples of Jesus answer that question or responded to that question? Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples aside on the road. He was still going to where? Jerusalem. So it was the same occasion. Disciples aside on the road and said to them, verse 18, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be betrayed and the chief priests and the scribes and they would condemn him to death. Hey, 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 hold on. Hold on. The man that we are following, the man that we are expecting that one day we'll sit in government with him, he's telling us that he's not the one who is going to sit on the throne of David, but he's going to die. But we're expecting that one day, as apostles, Peter must be the minister of finance or the vice president. John must be the minister of state. Somebody must be the minister of trade. They have already shared the ministry. That's why they asked Jesus, in the kingdom, who will be the greatest? Because they were thinking about sharing the political positions. But here Jesus is telling them, I am going to die you. So their hopes were dashed. Is this man truly the Messiah? Or we are following him only as the Jesus of Nazareth? So let's move on. Verse 19. And deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. And the third day he will rise again. This message was a mystery to them. The man is going to die. All my hopes and expectations are dashed. I have left my wives and my daughters and sons to follow a man that I didn't know anywhere. With the expectation that one day 
I'll be somebody. Now he's here announcing to me that he's going to die. What will happen? How will people see me? They will laugh and mock me. Oh. So let's move on and see what this woman did. Verse 20. Verse 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons. They have heard that the man is going to die. So everybody is securing a position. The man has confessed that he's going to die. He didn't say, I'll resist death. He has accepted that he's going to die. So if I were you, I'll take what I want now. It's just like in politics. When the government in power is losing elections, before the handing over, you will see this minister taking over the land cruiser. You will see this one siphoning the dollars and the money. You see somebody signing contract and you see, so the man was going, so everybody was grabbing. And then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. What did she ask? 21. Then he said to her, woman, what do you wish? And she said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on the right and the other on your left when your kingdom comes. The expectations of today cannot be met. The miracles we are expecting today have been postponed. The man says he's going to die. Then let me grab what I can grab today. So grant my sons position one on your right and one on your left. When the kingdom you have promised comes. If it doesn't come. Today we shall help you sing Hosanna. But mind you on Friday. We shall join the people who are singing crucify him. Because you have dashed my hopes. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Move on. 22. But Jesus answered and said to her, you don't know what you are asking. Hmm. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, oh, we are, we are able, we are able, we are able. Oh, be all purpose, you better catch yourself. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, this one, I've done it before. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, I've done it before. Oh. This one, if my father were alive, you could ask him. When his ship, I was taking, oh, my father wasn't doing, I was doing everything. I can do it. He said, okay. But can you be baptized with the baptism that I was baptized? He said, oh, yes. Oh, I for this one, it's chicken soup. Because they were protecting their expectation. Verse 23. Verse 23. Hallelujah. So he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup. That is not easy. It's not too difficult. And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. That is not, not a big deal. But to sit on my left or to sit on my right, it's not for me to determine. But it is for those whom it is prepared by my father. Then the sons, one looked after the other, and then they exchanged eye contacts and said, this man cannot help us. We have stopped everything we're doing. 
I was in a good business. I resigned and I came into full ministry. But here we are. My expectations cannot be met. And so today, I will help you to sing Hosanna. But Friday will come. I will change my song to crucify him. So when your expectation is not met, your song changes. Your story changes. Your lifestyle changes. Today you are very vibrant in church because you are expecting a miracle. If the miracle is not forthcoming, you advise yourself. But today is the day of Hosanna. I pray that this church we shall maintain our song even unto death in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Then it came to Peter. I want us to identify with Peter. I, I call him Pierrot. I love that name, Pierrot, for Peter. The man was unstable but very focused. And if for anything at all, I want to identify myself with Peter. You know what? Jesus saw this question, who is this? Far in advance. He knew that this question is on the mind of people. He knew it. He knew it. And so he had already prepared the mind of his people for that day. Are you here? Church, are you here? The place is quiet. Are you here? In Matthew chapter 16, help me to identify what Peter said. Matthew 16, verse 13. Matthew 16, 13. Matthew 16, 13. And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, he had perceived that this question of who he is was on the mind of the people for so long. So when they came here, he asked them, who do men say that I am? This is an age-old question. It's another way of asking them, who is this? The question that came on the Hosanna day had come up before. And when people were given all sorts of answers, some said, well, for the people, you are a man from Nazareth of Galilee. The answer they gave on the Sunday. But some say that you are one of the prophets. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are Isaiah. Some say you are Ezekiel. Some say you are Apostle Senna. Apostle. Sorry, that was a Senna those days. Sorry. You are only a reincarnation of that, that saint. And he says, but who do you think? Who do you say? Who do you confess that I am? He wanted an answer to who is this from his own men. If that question was put to you, church, what will you say? But the Spirit of God came upon Peter. Ah, and he said, move, 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 move to 14. Move, 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 move. And so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, ah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what do you say, verse 15, that he said to them, but what do you say that I am? What do you say that I am? Move, 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 move. And Simon Peter, and Simon Peter, and Simon Peter, who was not expecting a miracle, Neither was he expecting a government. 
Neither was he expecting a mysterious position, nor was he expecting anything but salvation. He said, ah, you are the Christ. This answers the Hosanna question. Who is this? Peter knew that Jesus came from Nazareth. But he went beyond Nazareth. And he saw a kingdom of God released from heaven. And he saw the one sitting on the throne of David. That it wasn't Solomon. Nor was it Josiah. It wasn't any man. He didn't respond to the, the, the politics of the day. But he saw the Lamb of God sitting on the throne and said, you are the Christ. The one we are expecting. Not whom the zealot want to install as king. Not the one that the Pharisees want to install as the traditionalist. But the one God has ordained to sit on the throne. And Jesus said, Pierrot, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. What you have given, the answer came from God Almighty. Church, what Peter said, is prophetic. And I want you to take note. What he said is that <laughs> you have come as an embodiment and representation of the Godhead on earth. And so you have come as the giver of grace. Who am I, Paul? Who am I, Peter? Who am I, John? I was somewhere fishing. I was a nobody. All my life was condemned to the sea. I was smelling fish. I spent all my day on the sea. Me jare punso e wo si su. Me ba na inchini na opu me ma me body ni na ye white. Me ba na me di abeda. Into ra me huti a me hupon namtuna. But today, by the grace, I am counted among the saints. I want that answer to come from you. But who is this? Is Jesus whose grace has brought me where I am? That's the answer to the question. And when that grace comes, ha, every law of Moses is repealed. Every law is repealed. Then the people reminded him, we are expecting that you come and reinforce the laws of Moses. Who says, do not commit adultery, but we have watched you. And when the woman who was caught in adultery was brought to you, instead of condemning her according to the Mosaic law, you set her free. It does not mean, it does not show, it does not imply that you are the Messiah. You must be a Christ from Nazareth, but not the Messiah. Mm. Yes. You might be a Christ, another Christ, but not the Messiah. But not the Messiah. It is written in the law of Moses that observe the Sabbath. But we have watched you closely. Even on the Sabbath day, you decide to do your so-called miracles. You are not protecting the Mosaic law. For that matter, you are not the Christ. You are not the Messiah. But when the grace comes... It nullifies that law. Any law that is sitting on your life, when the grace of God is released, it nullifies the law. 
there are many laws of life, physical laws and spiritual laws. There is a law on poverty. When the grace is released, it sets you free from poverty. When the law, who said that you are going to be barren and remain single? When the law, who said that you are condemned to death? When the grace comes, it releases you. Yes. It releases you. Two people had coronavirus and all went to the hospital. One died, one lived. The one who lived, it wasn't because he was intelligent. It wasn't because he had money to take care of the medication. It wasn't because of his connection. Because grace found him. When the grace comes, any law that condemns you to the grave is cancelled. And the grace takes over. So Peter said, you are the Christ. It means you are the giver of life. The originator of grace. May that grace find you. May that grace find you. I said, may that grace find you. Hallelujah. It's grace. It's grace. Two people attended an interview. One had first class. One had third class. So ordinarily we're supporting the first class guy who get a job. But the panelists looked at him and said, though you have first class, you don't have the grace for this job. The man who had a third class, ordinarily the one who failed, is the one who deserved the job. When grace finds you, it is not who you are. It's not where you have been. It's not what you are carrying. It does not even mean your bloodline. But the grace sets everything apart. Who is the grace? The Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Who is this? It is the man who took me from the back and brought me in front by grace. May that grace find you. I said, may that grace find you. Hallelujah. The zealous were looking for a king. But it is grace that brings you to the house of the throne. It's grace. I was telling the first service, forgive me, your political leaning. If it is height that should get a good father to, to, to the Jubilee house, then he will have failed. Even if it is complacent, or somebody fair, tall, hairy, handsome, that we need on the throne of Jubilee House, a Kufwadu would have been a, a hundred person we should consider. But because grace found him, today he's there, whether you like it or not. It's not everybody who endorses the presidency. But when grace has found you, there is no zealot proposal for kinship that will disqualify you. May that grace find you. May that grace find you. May that grace find you. Hallelujah. There was a man who was looking for a wife. He was very faithful to a rich man who had two twin daughters. And the man brought this guy home, the driver. He said, you are so faithful. Choose between these two daughters of mine. Wow. 
and I will just sponsor the, the marriage. So, if it were me, I would do C, 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 Dadako, Krata, Bongo, Bonkitio, 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 Pram. Whoever he settles on, he's the one I'll marry. Ah. <laughs> Remember when Jacob was going to marry? Bible said there was a woman she loved. But the father said, no, I'll give you Leah. Because grace has found her. The same grace. Huh? When grace finds you, it does not matter who you are. The man will come. When grace finds you, the woman will come. Just by the grace. I speak that grace over your life. I said, I speak that grace over your life. I said, I speak that grace over your life. That any demonic throne that is established over you, controlling your life and manipulating your destiny, today, by reason of this message, let the throne of God come to the throne. That demonic throne. Any witchcraft throne, occultic throne, malam throne, fetish throne, that is over your family, detecting the pace of your destiny. Today, let the grace of God override it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Who is this? What is your answer? I'll leave that for you. If you are looking for a miracle, if the miracle is not forthcoming, if your expectation delays, you will call him the Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee. If you want a position, if your expectation is to occupy the right-hand seat or the left-hand seat and it's not forthcoming, when they ask you, who is this? So he is Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee. When your expectation for a traditional establishment is not fulfilled, you answer to the question, who is this? And your answer will be, this is Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee. But when the grace of God falls on you, you speak with the voice of angels. And you begin to declare who Jesus Christ is. From the beginning of creation, it's for him that all of us were created. Bible says nothing was created that was created by him. It means that he's the originator of grace. Who is this? He's the Lord of Lords. The King of Kings, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the truth, the way, and the life. He is the light on our path. He is the one who is setting the path for us. When we don't know where to put our feet, He is the one who directs us. Even when we don't know what to say, He is the one who directs us. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is not just Jesus of Nazareth. Who is this? Let this change your language for today. That on the Hosanna day, you don't change your song. Let your song remain as it is. The song you sing on Sunday might be the song you sing on a Friday. Don't be like the people who go to the club. They sing praises in church on Sunday. On a Friday, what they call tangos is Friday. You find them in the joints, in the pubs, in the clubs, in the foot joints, in, in whatever. When the saint prayed a lot on Sunday, 
they sing other worldly songs on Friday. Catch them in the joints and in the bars, and you hear their song. It's not what they sang on Sunday. On Sunday, they sing Hosanna, but on Fridays, in the joint, in the, in the pub, in the drinking bars, they sing Crucify Him. Hallelujah. I love listening to radio. Sometimes you hear all sorts of lies. And sometimes we hear all sorts of good things from the radio. At least it educates you and leaves you to do your own judgment. But I've come to love one program they called Friday Mosuo. Fear that Mosuo. So what is that? Your best friend Sunday near about two praise. Every Friday, your friend Friday Mosuo. Now you're two years in you. Now you're two years in you. Mommy, be not. This is not usual of my husband. My main friend, I mean, on No, yes, oh, you see the friend line, and fan frappa panum, or see the friend line, and of fire, and I all no moon sat no batting in chanty or the two speaker. And the woman had all the song at the background, and the woman had bottle speaking, bottle speaking, and lo and behold. One bottle fell and cracked and broke. So on the phone, it sounded. Said now, who are him? I all night. The songs and the place you visit on Sunday is different from the songs and the place you visit on the Friday. On a Sunday, you sing Hosanna. On a Friday, you sing Crucify Him because your expectations are not met. Church. This message is for you. If there will be another Hosanna in our lives, let's take this message, project into the future, 2022 Hosanna Day, and ask the same question, who is this? And answer it. If you find the answer in Christ, salvation is for you. If you find the answer in Nazareth, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bow down and let's pray. My Lord and my God, we thank you for this glorious day. I pray that the grace of God will find us today and speak for us in our darkest moment. May we encounter the Christ, the Messiah. In the name of Jesus, we speak into our generations from now to the third and the fourth generations that no demon will enthrone himself over our lives. We declare in the name of Jesus, let every demonic law operating against our destiny by grace, let it be annulled in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. Put your hand together, church. And God bless you for your attention. God bless you. If you are here and you have heard this all your life in church was expectations. Even when you pay your title, give an offering, you are expecting an immediate reward. Without it, you will not pay your tithe. 
when you are coming to church on Sunday, it's all about expectation that they will prophesy into my life. Without prophecy, I shall not cry in my prophecy. If you want to dedicate your life, you want to turn around and recognize him as Christ the Messiah, lift up your hands, let's pray together. Let me give you the opportunity again. If you are here, and you want a turnaround. You don't want to be one of the crowds. You don't want to behave like the Pharisees, not the zealots. You even don't want to be like one of the apostles who, were, who, 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 who was disappointed. But you want to identify with the words of Peter and come to Christ. Show by hand and let's pray together. And finally, it's an altar call it ushers you into the presence of God. Thank you for listening to The Millionaire's Word. This is Action Chapel International, Wonder Cathedral, Adenta, The Millionaire's Church. Kindly visit us this and every Sunday for any of our two services. Our early morning service is from 7am to 8.30am and the second service, which is a Chi and English service, is from 9.15am to 11.30am. You may locate us on the Dodua Road, 200 metres from the Adenta Barrier, opposite the Puma Filling Station. For prayer counselling and further inquiries, please reach us on 0244-675561 or 0244-686841.